Good morning and thank you for tuning in to the Automation Morning Show for Tuesday, February 28th, 2023. Hope your morning is off to a great start. My name is Sean Tierney and let's start the show off by taking a look at what's new in industrial automation. And first up here, we have a press release from the folks over at Canon Automation about they're currently demonstrating Can XL. This is the third generation of the Can protocol that has, you know, more data and more speed. So you can check this article out here and links to all the articles at automate.news. Next up, we have a press release from PLC Next Technology folks. Uh, they are announcing that the Slack channel is now live for their Beehive project. So we've talked about the Beehive project previously. It's a fun project for people involved in the community to come together with ideas on how to make beehiving and bees lives even better. So uh, in any case, if you're interested in that, check that out. And now let's talk about products. New products I found over the last 24 hours include Umron's new product information on their NX ECT 101HL. This product is a EtherCAT slave module. And so to kind of show you what that is, you can see this picture here. It allows you to have multiple slaves on EtherCAT all talking back to um, either a master that connects to Ethernet IP or to a master PLC or a computer. And next up, we have a new line of actuators from Fall Harbor. So uh, this new line is supposed to have higher performance. It's supposed to be uh, multiple sizes from small to large and etc. So if you're in the line for a new line of linear actuators, check out the L series from Fall Harbor. From there, we go over to a new product from SMC. This is a deceleration controller so that this uh, causes less impact, of course, at the end of the stroke. You can see here in this chart how the speed slows down with the second speed as it gets towards the end of its travel. And they have, you know, one for the left side, one for the right side, and then a combo unit. And they're touting how much space it actually reduces by having this device. And next up, we have a uh, robot controller from Oriental Motor. Now, I don't know exactly when this released, but I saw it being promoted quite heavily over the last 24 hours. And I thought it was interesting because the MRC01 robot controller is designed for those uh, custom robot installations. And it actually supports Ethernet IP as well. So I thought that was very interesting. The programming software looks very simple and easy to use. So um, you check that out if you're building your own custom, custom robot. From there, we'll go over to articles. And the first new article we'll talk about today is one from Omron. And it's about what they think are the top six trends shaping the packaging industry. And we'll just go over these quickly. Number one, they're saying robotics and AMRs. That makes sense. Number two, they're talking about harnessing real-time monitoring to uh, enable smart packaging. Number three is AI and its ability to crunch data and to optimize the packaging process. Uh, number four is industry 4.0 and uh, allowing packagers to combine multiple automation technologies to improve efficiency. Number five, digital transformation, there's that buzzword, and um, helping manage and track shipments to boost the quality or improve sustainability. I'm not sure about the improved sustainability, but anything that reduces waste is good. And number six, sustainability concerns becoming a major focus. So, um, you know, any, I'm always for reducing waste, right? That's always a bad thing. So let's go on to our next new article. This is from the folks over on Logic, 
And they have a great article here demystifying the Raspberry Pi. And I really enjoyed this article. It actually goes into some depth. It talks about like the Raspberry Pi and its birth as a maker, you know, an inexpensive maker PC, Linux PC. And I've actually used one for different projects around the house. And it's, it is very cool technology at a very small price. Uh, in any case, um, they actually go through uh, going from that early beginnings to go into a more industrial PC version of it. And they actually sit down with uh, Ignition, the Ignition folks from Inductive, and talk about, you know, um, Ignition Edge and installing it on these devices. They also talk about hardening the Raspberry Pi, the quad-core uh, versions of it, and making it truly a small industrial PC. So I really enjoyed it. I didn't get to watch the entire interview. It comes in around 37 minutes, but I thought the article was excellent. Very interesting stuff. So you're, if you're interested in this type of Edge technology, check this article out. Next up, we have a new article from the folks over at ISA, and this talks about ransomware. And the one thing I found interesting about this article, you know, it did cover a lot of ground that we've seen in previous articles, but it does talk about even though ransomware tax slightly decreased from 21 to 22, the time it takes for ransomware to be implemented in a facility right, from the time of the breach to the time they ran, you know, hold your system hostage has been reduced from typically, it used to be months, and now it's down to days. So this is just another reminder that you've got to take your cybersecurity seriously in your facilities. Uh, next up, we have uh, our final article today is from WWT. It talks about eight data solution trends for 2023. Anybody who's dealing with lots of data, whether you've got a historian or you get a SCADA package recording lots of data, or maybe you have a, an MES or an ERP system, this is a very interesting article. I'm not going to cover it here because it's very heady and it's very focused on data, but I thought it was very well written and really does cover some of the trends I also see happening in this area. From there, we have an application story here from Festo. And today they're talking about how their DHOP closed loop pipit head is enabling uh, higher speeds in processing or dosing of small amounts of liquids. So um, this is really targeted towards the medical or pharmaceutical industry, um, but uh, it can be used in multiple industries. But I thought it was an interesting article. I actually had to look up what pipetting was um, or pipetting was to, uh, to know what they were talking about, but a very interesting article there and a new product from Festo. Now we go over to our product spotlight. Today I'm spotlighting my Micro 800 course. This course, I cover everything from getting started with it and, you know, taking into account that most people will not have used CCW, the program of PLC before. And so I go through all the basics of using the interface as it was designed and uh, writing programs, you know, the control motors to take a look at material handling to uh, do calculations and, you know, product monitoring and all of that. You know, and I really have to say, after teaching this course, I really became a fan of the Micro 800. The software, while it's very different when you first jump into it, um, it is actually very flexible, easy to use, and I really enjoyed teaching this course. And I'm looking forward to updating it this summer. And of course, if you buy this edition of the course, you'll get that next edition completely free. We also cover in this edition of the course how to connect it to uh, VFDs, as well as uh, design a few screens in the PanelView 800. So with that, that's our product spotlight for today. From there, I want to go over to our pub crawl. Only found one new manual of interest today, and that was a new manual on the Rosemont 3410 gas ultrasonic flow meter. 
From there, I want to go over to our audio video file of the day. This is a video that came out last night on the automation blog. And this was my tech tip on how to um, change the color settings for numeric and string inputs. So it's typically you'll find all the objects in Factor Talk View Studio. All of those settings are under the properties. But a question came in on one of the forums I follow about, hey, I'm not seeing those same settings for these objects in the properties. So I go through not only how to change their colors and, and, and whatnot, but also what the ramifications of doing so are. So that is our new audio video file of the day. And next up, we have our question of the day. And this question came over to the blog. I actually came across this this morning. This is on a 2018 article I wrote about the seven things you need to know about the PanelView Plus before using it. And uh, Walter sends in his question. And this is a pretty common question back in the day. Uh, his question is, hey, I got an old PanelView Plus version 5.1 firmware, and I'm trying to create a project to have it talk to an L18 version 32. And it's not uh, letting me uh, create the uh, runtime for that old firmware. What do I do? And we used to see this a lot because, you know, people have a bunch of PanelView Pluses in their, uh, in their facility, and they're constantly adding new PLCs. And this would happen quite often as new versions of the firmware came out or new uh, compact logics controllers would come out and the bottom line what i told them here is in all my experience i've never found that, that version mattered so when you're setting up your factory talk view studio application you're doing your rs links enterprise or now factory talk links configuration you're adding in a compact logics no matter what version you select that really doesn't matter i don't think they ever implemented that feature in view studio because you can choose version 20 or version 30. It doesn't seem to change anything. And in fact, you could actually tell it's a different PLC. So maybe you have a, a, you know, an L18 and you could tell it it's an L35 and it would still work. So, um, and I think this makes sense because if you think about doing a message instruction, when I do a message instruction from one logics controller to another, I don't have to tell it what model PLC it is. and I don't have to tell it you know, what version it's running. I just say, hey, go get this tag from this address on the network, right? This path on the network. And so in the panel view, it's very much the same thing. So I hope to do a tech tip later in the week. It's kind of, the next couple of days are really busy, but I hope to have time to do a tech tip on this later in the week where I show you that you can use an old panel view with a new compact logics. Now, I'm not sure about the 5380s, but I'll definitely uh, give it a shot and see if it works. So in any case, I did want to cover that today in today's question of the day. From there, I want to go over to our community corner and I want to wish everybody who has a birthday today or a birthday on February 29th, because this is not a leap year, I want to wish you all a very happy birthday. And if you're connected with me on LinkedIn and have your birthday in your profile, you show up in my connections birthday list. So I want to wish all my connections a very personal happy birthday, including Jason, Willie, Amanda, Thomas, Yoti, Robert, Paul, Aaron, Eric, Sergio, Jerry and Chris. I hope you all have an awesome birthday today. With that, I want to go over to automation.locals.com where you can follow everything we do here for free. And if you want to support the show, you want to be able to post uh, questions and answers and contact me directly, you can also do that starting at the price of one cup of coffee a month. And from there, I just want to remind you that if you think I've missed something in the news today, uh, please feel free to submit this form here. And if you're a vendor, if you're talking to your vendors, you can learn all about sponsoring our show over here at theautomationblog.com under the advertising section. 
Uh, by sponsoring us, you're going to help us bring our viewers more free automation news and product how-tos. And with that, I just want to remind you that every link we talked about today, you can find at automate.news. That's our industrial automation news aggregate website. And as soon as we're done recording and editing and uploading, uh, you will find the daily edition of the show in blog format over at the automation blog called Automation This Morning. And you'll see I include all the links and images to every story we cover as well as you'll find the ad-free edition of the video with auto-generated closed captioning. So if you're someplace where you can't listen, you can uh, see the closed captioning, as well as the audio edition. And you'll find links to every place that we send the uh, audio edition, all the podcasts of the show out, including places like Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon Music, Deezer, and more. So with that, I just want to end the show by thanking you for taking time out of your busy day to spend it with me to take a look at what's new in industrial automation today. And with that, I want to wish you all a very happy, safe, and healthy day. And until next time, my friends, peace.